0: Hi,
1: and welcome back to Second Generation. Generation! I'm Sophia.
2: I'm David. And I'm Hannah. And for those of you who are new, this is our podcast where we talk about our Asian American identity.
1: And also, generally, what it's like to be an Asian American Northwestern student. So today, since this is our first episode back in the summer, we're gonna talk about what we did over the summer, more specifically, study abroad programs.
2: So for this summer, I studied abroad in Beijing, China through a Northwestern program. Um, I was studying poli-sci and Chinese language, and it was one of the best two months of my life. So many awesome memories. I met so many cool people. And it really made me interested about what other people's experiences have been like studying abroad, specifically in Asian countries.
1: So we thought we'd gather some of our friends who have also studied abroad in Asian countries and have them talk to us about what it was like. So David, first question, why China?
2: So I've been taking Chinese since uh, my freshman year of high school, and I've always just been really interested in the culture. And yeah, I just wanted to like practice my Chinese, which I had mixed results with, but that's why I picked uh, China.
1: And what's your favorite memory from studying abroad?
2: The one-week break when we all went to Shanghai, um, or at least my friend group did. And it was great because we didn't have classes that week. And we just kind of got to explore one of the coolest cities any of us had ever been in and just really bond. Like, we all stayed in an Airbnb. um, And we had some amazing food. Shanghai has um, Xiaolongbao, which are, like, soup dumplings. They're very hard to find in the Midwest. I finally got to have some good ones, and it was honestly, a life-changing experience, because now all I can think about is when I'm going to have Shaolongbao again, and it's probably going to be a while, but that was just a great time. I think my biggest takeaway was just the fact that being in a country that you're not really familiar with, with other people who are also like not that familiar with it, is just a very amazing bonding experience. You really got to stick together, And I mean, I was seeing the same like eight or nine people every single day for two months. And by the end, we were all so close and I still keep up with them um, now that we're back on campus. And I don't think that really matters what country you go to. Just being in another country with people is just a really great time. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this program or any study abroad program to um, Northwestern students or any students. Who are interested in doing something that's very different from being on campus and like doing the same like you know kind of daily grind stuff that you really get used to in college? Um, it was very very different from my college experience, even though we were taking classes still. And yeah, it was just a great way to spend the summer, especially since it was the summer after my freshman year and like I didn't have to worry about getting an internship or anything. Yeah, really loved it.
1: If you had to summarize your study abroad experience in one sentence in Chinese, what would it be?
2: Um, so basically so that sentence was like Chinese people really didn't understand me You know no one really did Um, Luckily there were a couple like fluent Chinese speakers In my friend group who got me through the experience Shout out Alice and shout out Jenny I realized my Chinese that I learned in school was really um, not where I wanted it to be. But yeah, still a great experience. I mean, I was, a lot of my friends had never taken Chinese in their life and uh, they survived. So you probably survive.
1: Keyword probably.
2: Right. Our first guest is Carl Morrison, a friend of mine who I met in China. You might hear some of the same stories that I told, but we really appreciate him coming in and giving his perspective on the program. I think he has some really great thoughts and insights to share. Here's Carl.
0: I'm Carl Morrison. I went to China this summer on uh, NU in China program at Peking University, um, and I have four or five years of Chinese language experience. I knew I wanted to study abroad in college, and I thought China would be a really interesting place to go because of my past experience with the language and just sort of its, its global rise right now, and not that many American kids have a chance to go to China. And this program looked really cool, too, looking at China from a political lens as well as learning about Language and culture and everything it was just a really it seemed a really cool program at the right time for me I think going to Shanghai was probably the coolest thing we did in China, riding the bullet train. It's one of, one of the fastest trains in the world. Really everything about that city is amazing. It's a Everything there is so modern. We went to a rooftop bar of like 60th floor of the of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel there and seeing Western elements but also mixed in with Chinese elements and like the confluence that there, all the high-tech city and everything. It was it was super cool. Um, I think Shanghai was probably my favorite experience in China. One thing I was amazed about in China was how incredible incredibly cheap food was you know things that would run for a couple dollars in the u.s you you could buy for the equivalent of like 30 cents in the u.s like honestly like the little popsicles and things you get there are amazing and i've never tasted anything like that but also um like the dining hall food was incredibly good compared to american dining halls uh the whole spectrum everything from fancy uh peking duck to uh famous uh, beijing food and everything a few like significant restaurants in Shanghai and everything, all the way down to cheap dining hall food and like street snacks. All of it was really cool and a lot cheaper than I ever expected. A few notes about China. From the start, one of the things I noticed right when I got off the plane is the concept of personal space is so much different than in the U.S., I got off the plane, people started, people just bump into you, they don't say sorry, there's not like a concept of like, oh you can't cut me off as I'm walking, you can't, you know, and and that's just their culture, it's just interesting that public space truly is public space, you can brush into people, whatever, there's no little, you don't get your little personal bubble there, I thought that was very surprising, another thing I was surprised at was the general lack of privacy in China you know, in in the Chinese language, until very recently, there wasn't a word for privacy it's not a concept that's like very common there, Um, and like, I think as an American, and someone who did not really have that much experience with like real Chinese culture before. Those were like incredibly surprising. Another thing I'll, I'll mention about the trip too was that I was amazed at how frank our professors were with us. Um, you know you expect to go to China. Even one of our professors was a party member and teaching us about the politics and economy of China. He's a member of the Chinese Communist Party. But he's still going up there in front of us and saying, if it's a people's republic, that means they don't care about the people. You know, um, that, 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 was, that was very surprising to me. And I felt like I was surprised at how balanced um, the program was in terms of saying, here are some of the ways that China has grown. Here are some of the negative aspects and the people who get left behind in their system and everything. It, it, it was a really powerful comparison in those classes. I had an incredible time there. You know, kids who go there through Northwestern, really cool. Everyone is super personable. Um, you know, made, made some very close friends, obviously. I never would have thought when I went to China that i have friends close enough to go and take a bullet train and live in an Airbnb with them for six days and love every moment and never get tired of them. It may have been, honestly, it probably was my favorite quarter I've had at Northwestern. It was a summer in Beijing. So nothing but good things to say about it. 去中国利用,很有意思.
2: And for the non-Chinese speakers here, that would mean traveling in China was very interesting. Thanks to Carl for his stories. Our next guest is a friend of this podcast who's been helping us since day one, Jacob Lazaro.
3: I'm Jacob Lizarro. Um, I'm a senior here at uh, Northwestern University in Medill, studying journalism, obviously. Um, and I'm also the executive editor of Northwestern. So I studied at uh, University of Hong Kong, which is, as the name would imply, in Hong Kong. And I honestly had a super lit time. Um, The whole reason I ended up there was kind of a bit of a weird uh, game of process of elimination. But at the end, it worked out quite well for me. Um, See, the backstory is, you know, growing up for several years, I lived in Sydney, Australia with my family because my dad was doing some research there. And so that really played into my study abroad um, choices because I said, okay, I don't want to go back to Australia because, you know, that would not be a new experience or whatever. And I didn't really want to go to Europe because, you know, it's different, but it's relatively similar to, you know, like the US or Australia in terms of just how everything is. So I said, I've never really been to Asia. Um, I would love to go to Asia, live in Asia for a bit. That'd be really cool. The The problem, um, me being a fool, was that I only speak English and some Spanish. And um, as you can probably guess, those um, uh, university educations in um Asia that are in English or and or Spanish, are um basically uh, very limited. So through the Northwestern program, my options were um University of Hong Kong and a few others in Hong Kong, but I wanted to go to HKU because I'm a history double major, or National University of Singapore, which is in Singapore. And um you know I have heard online from people that Singapore is kind of boring. It's like you know. Basically, if a mall was a city, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound very fun. Hong Kong sounded a lot more interesting in terms of a place to live. So I said, I want to go to HKU Exchange. So I did. Um, I took four history classes um, because I'm a history double major. I wanted to rack up a bunch of uh, credits for my double major, you know. My concentration in the double major is incidentally um, Asia/slash Middle Eastern history. So that was also very helpful to do that, you know, in Asia. Taking these four history classes, they're all very great, um, meant I wrote like, I don't know, 12 papers. So I wrote like a paper every week, basically, Um, but I did that also on purpose because um, HKU's calendar um, meant that the classes ended on November 30th, but I wasn't coming back to the U.S. until January 2nd. So I had a whole month off basically to just kind of, you know, travel a bit. So I did do that. It was awesome. You know, and then just being there, I was also able to travel outside of Hong Kong to Japan Korea. Thailand and Cambodia. Um, So that was great. But in terms of Hong Kong itself, I really enjoyed living there as a student who lived in university housing and did not have to pay Hong Kong rent or deal with Hong Kong slash more broadly Asian work cultures. But living there as a student was honestly really great and I really enjoyed it. I'd say my overall favorite memory was just kind of existing in Hong Kong. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but being on exchange taking classes, you know, four days a week, you know, I wasn't working, right, because you can't do that. So I had a lot more free time than I usually do. I just basically did a lot of walking, you know, I, I would put on some music, put on some podcasts, and I would just walk around the city. I would take buses, because you can sit up on the upper level of the bus in the front, you get a great view um, of when you're just going along, you know, I would, I would, you know, take the MTR to like a random place and just like walk around there, you know, I would, I just kind of like soaked in the atmosphere, just like, you know, wandering around and there's a few albums that um, I listen to. I'm like, wow, this reminds me of when I was um, living in Hong Kong at the time. So I'd say that was my f- favorite general memory.
1: So I know you said you don't know any Cantonese, but if you have to summarize your study abroad experience in the language, what would you say in one
3: sentence? Which is very bad. As I already stated, you know, I, I don't speak Cantonese, which is, you know, bad or whatever. But like, I'd say that sentence encapsulates my study abroad experience the most because... Um, I took the MTR quite a lot. That's the announcement, one of the announcements for like, please stand clear of the doors or something like that, that they play at every single uh, station, you know? And so that um, sentence in Cantonese, my horribly mispronounced, somewhat misremembering Cantonese, I'd say encapsulates my study abroad experience.
1: So for this episode, instead of a snack of the day, we're gonna do a special snack of the study abroad program, and we're gonna ask all our interviewees what their favorite snack was from their study abroad experience. So starting with David.
2: Yeah. So in the dining halls at Peking University, they have these things which I still have no idea if they they have actually have a Chinese name, but they're basically like they're fried dumplings, like but they're like encased in an omelet.
0: They had little um, they had little omelets with dumplings in
2: the middle. And it was so good, because it was really cheap. It was, like, less than a dollar for a plate of them. And literally, we would have those every single day. And, like, I don't think that's real Chinese food. We we just called them egg dumplings, which is, I don't think, an accurate name, but we don't know what they were called.
0: But, like, it was incredibly good. This little omelet with, like, the eggs and, like, dumplings in the middle and stuff. So good. Loved it.
2: Fried dumplings, fried eggs. just good stuff.
3: There's this one place in Wan Chai. It's called Joy Hing Roast Meat. And... um uh, they do a lot of roasted meats. But um, I would go there and um just get the char siu. That meal was amazing. It was like 30 Hong Kong dollars. It's about like four or five US dollars, which is pretty cheap. Um, And they gave you this like godly char siu, which is like, you know, roast pork with just this like beautiful skin and rice. And they had this great like in-house sauce. I don't even know what was in it. And that was probably my favorite meal because it was just so perfect especially because I found that place through like people saying it was good online and you know in person and whatever about two months after I'd already been living in Hong Kong and I'd had char siu at like three other places and each time I thought what am I missing here and then I went to that place and I was like oh this is what it's supposed to taste like
1: thank you so much for listening and thank you to everyone who shared their study abroad experiences again I'm Sophia I'm David and I'm Hannah
2: our theme music was composed by Tenny Sang. This is NBN Audio. Signing out. Yeek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please keep that in there.